As we all deal with COVID-19 and, and the situations that are arising on an individual basis thanks to the novel coronavirus, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who might be concerned about their mental health or maybe not their own mental health, but someone that they truly do care about as well. And we are seeing people, you know, stuck in quarantine and, and having to spend a lot of time by themselves. Are you feeling lonely? Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons why this whole pandemic can cause some concerns with our mental health. And I'm joined on the phone now by the CEO of the Canadian Mental Health Association here in BC, Johnny Morris. Johnny, thank you so much for taking the time here. I really do appreciate it. Well, and thanks so much for covering this important issue, Jeff. It's, it's great to be on your show. So let's just start kind of with an overall sense of, of how something like this, how a, a pandemic like this, and, and you know, really, we're, we're clearly seeing the, the effects of it here in BC as people are being asked to stay home as much as possible, hang out in groups of one. I mean, how can something like this really impact an individual's mental health? Well, we're worried on a few counts, right? Um, there's um, folks generally who uh, are experiencing a heightened sense of worry and distress and anxiety about the pandemic. Um, and uh, there's a whole host of other things that are affecting people right now, including um, layoffs, loss of work, worry about finances, making ends meet. And so that anxiety and worry is, is, is arguably a really normal response to a really abnormal set of circumstances. And so that's one thing that we're noticing and of course we're worried about and concerned about and then jeff um the the populations that cmha and other organizations in the community serve are, are folks living with mental illness or substance use problems and 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 i'm sure you can imagine as can your listeners for many of the folks we serve um, a situation like this where there's isolation uh as well um can, can create the risk that symptoms get worse and people start actually feeling um more unwell uh with their mental health or substance use problems so it's across the board and then and then thirdly i think if we think about our healthcare workers our housing workers our frontline workers you know many working in situations that um, they might never have imagined before in, in busy emergency departments. You know, thinking about the mental health and well-being of that workforce is, is something as that we're also uh, concerned about too. Yeah, there's just so many different avenues of, of how one can be impacted, you know, in so many different ways, shapes, and forms as a result of this, whether it just be, uh, you know, concern about your health or concern about your job or concern about how you're going to support your family. There's just so many different things that, um, you know, can can have an impact on our mental health during a time like this. And, and one thing I didn't necessarily even really think about when I was trying to, to get a hold of you to set up this chat here with you today was, was those with existing mental health conditions and, and just how much extra bad, that's not really a great term to use, I think, but how much worse, I guess, this this could make those people's mental state. I mean, as if they're already dealing with a mental health issue and then have this put on top of them where it's now become more difficult to really even probably seek some services, and we'll get into that in just a little bit, but, you know, those with those existing conditions, is this uh, something that you foresee being um, more difficult for them to deal with because of those, you know, already ongoing concerns? Yeah, I think it's important to remember that um, all of us have mental health and it, and it sits along a spectrum and, and, and um, for many folks, uh, they can be well at different times and then experience symptoms at other times. And so, you know, if I think about the programs that we offer at the Canadian Mental Health Association, um, often it's, it's, it's day programming where folks with mental illness, living with a, a mental health problem, can actually hang out with peers and connect with peers. 
And of course, with physical distancing, uh, that's really difficult. It's actually impossible right now. And so often when, when you're living with a mental health problem, um, and, and I, I see this in, in, in my own life with, with people around me, friends and family, and, and also in my professional life, um, one is already grappling with the, often uh, the, sometimes the isolation and the stigma that comes with that, and then when you're you're layering in, you know, having to to, to isolate at home, uh, what we're seeing here is is lots of people, including the general population writ large losing that very, very important um, opportunity to connect socially with each other, whether it be a peer, a colleague, your healthcare team, your family. Uh, we're having to find new ways to do that. And um, that isolation and arguably loneliness uh, is, is in of itself a serious problem uh, that I know my organization and others are uh, recalibrating to deal with to support British Columbians. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're trying to, to work on, on those uh, concerns of people. And it's just a, a really challenging time, I think, for a lot who, who don't typically spend a lot of time alone. And, and now they're they're being forced to do that at this point in time. Um, you know, for myself, I, I've been thinking, thank goodness this is happening in 2020, right? At a time when we have uh, those FaceTiming and video calls and, and Skype and all this good technology to at least be able to see people face to face. But not everyone out there necessarily knows how to use that technology. So it it's uh, still something that... That a lot of people have to have to grapple with for sure. Um, I also did want to ask you, and like I said uh, earlier, I wanted to get into sort of what services are available to people right now. Of course, um, the whole way people are working right now is is changing. I'm sure there's a lot of your staff at the CMHA that are working from home now, but it doesn't change the fact that they are available to be able to help individuals. So, what what types of services are the CMHA sort of promoting during this time? Yeah, well, maybe before I touch on that, which is a great question, just uh, just a couple of things I think um, for for folks you know who who are um, at home and listening in, or, or or you know driving around and listening in this. There, are, I think there are a few things I would say are really important around doing what we can as as individuals to to um, kind of stay well during this this particular point in time. I think often we we tell people to reach out, reach out to services like CMHA or reach out to each other. And at times like this, that can be really challenging and difficult. And, and the, the advice we've been giving out in our messaging recently is reach in. And so if you've got a family member that you're worried about or a friend who perhaps is you know, posting online that they're really anxious about what's happening or um, a colleague that you used to see every day at work and you don't see them anymore, um, the reach in is, is a, an invitation to really kind of step up and, and, and give that person a call hop on a FaceTime call, um, send them a note or text or an email. Um, and I think that goes a long way because we place a big burden on getting people to reach out. And I think, I think many of us, including myself, we can, we can do a reach into people that we're, we're really caring about. At CMHA, uh, provincially, we um, operate uh, a number of, of virtual services that we are bringing online in a different way to, to, to support people. If folks are looking for kind of great information about mental health and well-being, including anxiety and stress and depression, heretohelp.bc.ca, that's heretohelp.bc.ca, is a great starting point resource. We have an online program called Bounce Back Online, which is uh, um, uh, an evidence-based space for people to uh, uh, learn new skills and new behaviors around stress 
low mood and anxiety. And we're in the process of um, looking at what we can do to uh, virtualize peer support. So virtualize, create opportunities for people living with mental health problems or not to, to gather online uh, through our CMHA branches. Um, and actually, a lot of our workers are doing calls. They're doing call-outs to clients who use our services to to check in and, and make sure everything is okay. Um, so over the coming days, my hope is to work with outlets like yours, Jeff, to, to share that information so that we can um, signal to, to people in Kamloops and beyond uh, uh, that uh, there are services available. Um, if, if you're particularly worried about someone or you're worried about yourself, maybe um, you're worried about someone who, who might be at risk of suicide or self-harm or is in a real crisis, um, um, 1-800-SUICIDE is the provincial crisis line service number. That's 1-800-SUICIDE. You don't have to be uh, um, experiencing suicidal thoughts to call that line. It's a, it's a service where there's a, a volunteer at the end of the line who can listen and help. Uh, that's also a service that's out there for folks who, who are experiencing uh, distress and, uh, and crisis right now too. Yeah, lot, lots of good and important information in there for, for people during this situation, but not just during this time, really during any time, of course, um, to be aware of, of those supports and services that are available for those individuals who are dealing with, with the extreme levels of, like you mentioned, potential suicidal thoughts or things along those lines. To know where to turn uh, is really critical information. Um, you know, I, I hear a lot about, uh, you know, pretty much every organization is having some sort of staffing challenges and finding workers to be able to be, um, you know, on the ready all the time with people obviously not being able to necessarily go into the office and having to work from home. Uh, I'm just wondering if the Canadian Mental Health Association is experiencing any of those types of problems right now. Um, you know, is, is there any issues or concerns when it comes to being able to get workers, uh, you know, on the phone and available for people who do need that help? Um, for us, I think I think we are, and I think many other nonprofits like this are are um, are retooling to make sure that access continues. And so um, there, there are a number of telephone lines that uh, we've posted provincially, and I think locally um, we'll support our branches to do. Our, our workforce uh, is is definitely uh, intact, and, and of course showing up, particularly in in communities like Kamloops, where we have housing and shelter support services, where there's active planning and uh, work underway to keep uh, residents of those uh, services safe and sound uh, moving forward. Uh, with your question where I thought you were going, Jeff, with your question was, um, of course, just the, the, the kind of the stresses of working from home. And I think right now, many folks who are working from home have, have the added uh, kind of the added complexity of having um, children at home or folks that they're caring for at home whilst doing their day-to-day -day job. Um, and I think one of the pieces of a messaging we gave out last week was to to uh, remember just how um, how unusual and extraordinary this circumstance is, and I think to expect that you're performing a hundred percent in your job and a hundred percent in your in your in your kind of uh, of course caring for your your kids at home is, is a really challenging task to to to, to kind of reconcile or achieve. And so, you know, our hope is that employers, uh, and we're doing this too, like checking in with your staff, making sure there's lots of opportunities to connect, uh, remembering that productivity is going to be different during this time, not, notwithstanding the fact that we still have to achieve what we need to do, um, is something for employers to think through as well.
Yeah, it's definitely unprecedented times, and a lot of people, I'm sure, are having to rethink the way they go about doing their job if they are now having yeah. to work from home and, you know, all the added stresses that could come along with being at home. So, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, Johnny. Anything else that you want to ha- uh, throw on the table while I have you here? Well, I think, Jeff, just listening to your questions and, and your role as a, as, a, as a journalist, an interviewer, someone on a, on a radio station, I, I think of the role of, of radio right now as um, a means of, of, of communicating key public health messaging, um, having messages from, from people like me and others on your show. Um, I just want to hold up my, my hands to say thank you. I, I think um, with folks listening in, maybe at home or, uh, you know, um, from wherever they are uh, in this kind of unusual time, having uh, shows like yours and, and this kind of segment, I think is critical for getting the word out there, uh, letting people know that they aren't alone, uh, encouraging people to reach in and support others and, and helping people uh, learn about the existence of resources in their communities that can help um, during this this very difficult circumstance. So I just wanted to acknowledge your role in um, in, in managing uh, the impact of mental health for people whilst we endure COVID-19. Well, I really do appreciate that, Johnny. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I, I do hope that, you know, for those who are listening out there, that if they are feeling a little bit alone, well, hopefully voices like mine and, and yours here on here as well are, are helping to provide a little bit of comfort and, and not feel quite so alone. I know it's not quite the same as, you know, talking to someone in person, but uh, it's all I can do with, with what I got right now. So I really do appreciate yeah. that message. Thank you so much, Johnny. And uh, yeah, hopefully everything uh, gets better here in the near future, but uh, we'll just kind of roll with the punches as they come. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll stay connected, Jeff. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. That was Johnny Morris, the CEO of the Canadian Mental Health Association here in British Columbia.